Oh, <laughs> amen. <sighs> Hallelujah. All right. We're, we're currently not in a series. This is a standalone message. And uh, next week is uh, also a standalone message. And I'm going to be talking very prophetically next week about where we're at in this season. And it's going to be called the Days of Elijah. And believe me, you, you, really, don't want to, uh, you really don't want to miss this sermon next week. It's going to be awesome. So if we're ready for the word, I want to talk about crazy courage. Because it's going to take crazy courage to get to where God wants us to get this year. I'll wait for an amen. Yeah. Somebody dropped the mic. It's going to take crazy courage. We're going to have to get focused. You know, we had great worship this morning, but I just didn't feel like people were focusing. Hey, it's war. We're not here to entertain you. We're here to have war. We're here to have war. Uh, that's why some people maybe don't like our church, because we don't entertain people and tickle your fancy and tickle your ears. And uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> this is going to be a year of double blessing, double inheritance. A double door, double breakthrough, amen. And, and, and just, like, just like Joshua, right, when he crossed over into a new land, I, I believe we're going to see a new, a, a new land in a new year, and God is going to help us, but it's going to take some crazy courage to get to where we're going to. And, and here's the thing. Anytime someone says, you're really going to have to be courageous, if someone tells you that, you know what that means? Man, we're in for it. <laughs> I mean, when they tell you ahead of time, you're going to need courage to get through this, then you know we're up against something. Listen, God's just not passing out free tickets to double blessing. We're going to have to pray. We're going to have to fast. We're going to have to break through. We're going to have to take authority. We're going to have to take on some devils. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this. You want to hear some other message. I won't preach it anyway. If nothing else, the angels in heaven will hear me and will break through a door today and get to a new level today if you'll just help me get there. Amen. Let's go to the Scripture in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. After the death of Moses, listen, you can't really go to something new until what old, what's old dies. Quit trying to go through the door with all your baggage. It won't fit. It won't fit. You, some of you need to start traveling light. Get rid of some baggage. Get rid of the, oh, yeah, but I like my baggage. Well, you can just stay with your baggage. But we're going to drop a few things, drop a few pounds, as it were, and go on to higher ground. Anybody with me? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I believe God. And how many believe God's going to help us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a new year. Something. Yes, thank you, brother. It's open, right? Yeah, you're good. 
Amen. <laughs> Somebody forgot the glass today. All right, God is good. But here's the thing. Are you with me? We have to be courageous, and we have to move forward. It's a decision you make to move forward. So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass. That's one of my favorite scriptures. That the Lord spoke to Joshua. When, listen, God's not going to speak to you until you get the junk out of your life. Not just junk, but until you get the noise out of your life. See, we're just, you're hearing a lot of voices, a lot of opinions, a lot of advertising, too much TV, uh, too many commercials. We're hearing just everybody's advice. We need to get rid, oh, and we're listening to our past. We're listening to our failures. We're listening to disappointments. We're listening to regrets. Instead of what God has for us, we're spending all our time worrying about what could have been, should have been. What's back there is back there. It's time to press forward to the things God has for us. Amen. Oh, glory to God. So he spoke after the death of Moses the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, and it's kind of saying that God's going to really use the next generation, the Joshua generation. Some of us are Moses' generation. (laughs) Verse 2 says, Moses, my servant is dead. Yeah, we heard you the first time. (laughs) Now, therefore, arise. Time to get up. Go over this Jordan. How many know we got to cross over some things? Come on now. We got to cross over this Jordan and all the people, let's take everybody with us, to the land, to the promise which I'm giving to them, the children of of Israel. Mm -hmm. Verse 3 says, every place, say every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. You know what that means? You need to walk where he tells you to walk. You can't just sit there and say, well, God promised and I haven't seen it yet. It's because you haven't stepped on it. And while you're stepping, put a little sign on the bottom of your shoe because Satan's under our foot. Put a little sign on there. Put a little uh, st- little sticky things and just say, uh, uh, <laughs> take that, devil. <laughs> under my foot, devil. Or better yet, don't even talk to him. Ignore him, amen. Oh, my, 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 my. It's going to take courage, though. I don't think I'm done yet. I think there's another verse. Uh, Yeah, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Wow. By the way, put the word devil in there, too. As I was with the older generation, so I will be with the the next generation. Oh, that's true. What we experience, y'all, y'all are about to experience. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor 
forsake you. All right, let's hurry up. Verse, verse next. Be strong. Say, be strong. And of good, and of good, good one. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Mm-hmm. Next verse says, only be and very courageous that you may observe to do to all uh, to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Two more verses. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You speak God's word. You shall, not, you shall meditate in it day and night, not just Sunday morning. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. I love it. Have I not commanded you? Here we go again. If God says something three times, you better listen. You better do it. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sunday night we shared, and I don't have time to go through all this, but we shared that in the past, I don't go in the past very often, but the Holy Spirit took me back there and told me to remind you, some of you have been with us 35 years. I know you're old, but say amen. Some of you have been here 30 years. Still no amens, okay? I I think I wore them out. I think I wore them. 25 years. If that's you, say amen. Focus. 20. 15. 10. 9. 8. How many just within the last year? Woo, glory to God. There, that was the best group. I haven't wore them out yet. I haven't wore them out yet. But we talked about courageous moments. And, I, and as I thought back about the history of the church and those courageous moments, almost every one of them were about stepping out and reaching new people for Christ. And it was courageous to do it because... No one else was doing it. It, it was it was a step into you know you you know you can uh, listen. I can I can go anywhere. The problem is is anybody following? So it's a thirty five year process. And and j- just real quick, we we started you know the first the first courageous thing was listen. We want to reach everybody. So we we come on. Where's my where where are you? Say man. Amen. So we had, listen, and nothing wrong with that. We, but but we, we realized if, if, if that's our location, we might be limited. So we took on debt. We built that building out there, and we moved out here. We took on debt, and we, and we decided to step out of our comfort zone and make this church open to all of Richland County. Big step. A lot of people said, ah, I don't know if I want to do this. I've been here a long time. and I've been here 35 years, but this church is over 50 years old. Okay? So here we go. 
And then after we got in here, we decided, you know what? Our church needs to look exactly like our community. And I don't know that anybody was doing this back then, but we stepped out and said, hey, let's reach out to the African-Americans. Let, let's, let's let everybody. Come on, at least the Africans can... <laughs> You're a little little low in number today, but uh, <laughs> but amen. That that was that was a courageous step. Nobody was doing that. In fact, they're still not doing that. We we, we just kind of thought, hey, why don't we start looking like heaven's gonna look? Like, hey man, uh, uh, why is why is the hour, the Sunday morning hour, the most segregated hour in America? I know people are comfortable worshiping with people, you know, like you in the same culture. But listen, I understand culture. We respect culture. We're not saying someone has to drop their culture. You know what we're saying? Is there's something higher than culture. We're all same blood. We're all. We all love the same Lord. We're all going to the same place. Why can't we worship together? And where's, there you are. Why can't we sing more gospel music? Tell me it's coming. Tell me. Okay. I don't, I don't even know how much gospel he knows. I, I think he knows it. I don't know. <laughs> he knows everything. Well, praise God. Anybody in love with Jesus? Uh, amen. I want to get more into the, uh, uh, into the Hispanic community. We're going to bring some carachas up here. We're, we're, hey, man, we're, we're going to do drums in a whole new way. <laughs> hey, I love it. I don't care. I was on the internet the other day and I, I saw a worship service from, I think it was Romania, and everybody on the worship team was playing an accordion. And they were like, whoo! I wasn't really feeling it, but, uh, you know, they were happy. And if they're happy, I'm happy. Amen. If it, listen, if accordions make you happy, I'll bring you an accordion. Ah, oh, praise God. <laughs> and then, then, then we, we moved over here. We decided, you know what? If we're going to win everybody, we need to change our music. And we, we need to, amen, we decided, you know what? We can't just play to ourselves. We can't just sing what we're comfortable with. We need to start speaking the language of those who aren't coming to church. And we decided, let's, we, back then we called them the green hairs. Because nobody had, very few had green hair. Now everyone's got green hair. It's no big deal anymore. But you understand what I'm saying? We decided to go after a younger generation. We changed our music. Made some people mad, but we're going to do it anyway. You understand when we're singing, we're not singing to you. Ah, we're singing to Jesus. And even Jesus loves accordions. It, it took some courage to step out and speak another language, another generation, and begin to reach out to them. And, and, then, and then the next step was we decided, hey, you know what? Let's start inviting the uninvitable. 
Let's go in, let's go into the streets. Let's go. Jesus said, you know what? If the snobs won't come, go out into the highways and the byways. Go find the uninvitable. Go find the homeless. Go find the streetwalker. Go find the drug addict. Go find them. Go find them. Those people that the church world doesn't want, doesn't even know how to reach if they did want them. We decided let's be courageous and let's go after all of them. Amen. Let's go after whosoever will. You think everybody was on board with that? You think I didn't take... Listen, we got to start being courageous. Let's listen to the voice of the Spirit. Let's do what God wants us to do and forget about everything else. I'll give Him praise. Give Him a good praise. Oh, wow. Hmm. He said, Pastor, how did you have courage to do that? Because I came from that. I wasn't homeless. I was in the United States Navy, so I, I had a bunk. Amen. But listen, I understand that, and we need to. <laughs> Yesterday, right down there in downtown Mansfield, 21 people were baptized. 12 people got saved and gave their heart to Jesus. <laughs> It's worth being courageous. And now, without going into all the details, I believe God is sending us forward into something new. It really will be the days of Elijah. And it's going to be prophetic and it's going to be awesome. And it might be different than anything you've ever seen before. But I'm asking you to be courageous. And go after it. Go after it and watch and see what the Lord will do. This church has morphed into something amazing. The other day, a few weeks ago, we had a person visiting us that really uh, bounced around to a few churches but never really connected anywhere, never really found anything that was meaningful. A young person in their 20s. And it was the, it was the Sunday we had the door here, and we all marched through the door. And I looked up. She had never been in our church, never been in a church like this ever. And here she was in the line, just crying. She walked through the door, and we, we prayed for her. And she told someone later, the person who brought them, they told them later, they says, I loved that church. You know, they don't understand everything, but they loved it. And here's what she said. I, I don't know how to explain journey except that I felt like I was in a church that got me. This church gets me. <laughs> I'm not sure she even know who she was. But somehow she felt not just, not just, not just uh, uh, friendly, not just accepted, but she felt like she was in a church that gets her. Wow. Lord, you could rapture me right now. When you get there, you might as you know, I don't know, there's nothing higher than that. If we actually, uh, people actually feel like this church gets me, they, they don't just love me, they understand me. And Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? 
Oh, I got to hurry. 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 You see, you see what it is, what it is, you, you, we can't just be gee. We need to be courageous to speak the language of this world because here's what happens. I, I was going to, oh, I forgot. I was going to bring a ladder in here, one of those ladders. And, and here's the thing about a ladder. How many know you got to have, you got to have a step down here? and another one here, and another one here. And a lot of churches, they have eliminated the first three or four steps. And they expect people to come into church and jump because there's nothing down here for them to start at. You know, it took us 20 years to get to step two. (laughs) But we expect new people to jump to the third step their first Sunday here. Well, Lord, Jesus did it for me. Yeah, you old slow book. It took you 20 years. But there you are. So <laughs> I was talking to someone yesterday, and he, you know, he was way up here somewhere talking. I said, listen, brother, you, you, need, you, you need to find out where people are at. It doesn't matter where you're at. Quit trying, to pe- try, quit trying to pick people up to where you're at. They need steps along the way. So we need to allow some immaturity. We, we need to allow people to take that first baby step and then another step and climb that ladder. Amen. And that's why we do things that maybe don't sound real spiritual to some people. But listen, we've got to have steps on the ladder. So the minute they walk in, they feel like they're on journey. Give God praise if you understand what I'm saying. I I need to hear if you understand. So so I got to hurry up. So let's let's go to Joshua, uh, Joshua chapter 5, verse 1. So it was when all the kings uh, of the Amorites were on the west side, blah, blah, blah. Go to verse (laughs) 2. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel. By the way, you'll never hear another preacher preach on circumcision but me. <laughs> Verse 3. <laughs> well, we're, we, we agreed to have man church, right? It's going right over the right... So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? I don't need to explain it. It's painful. Verse 4. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt were, uh, who were males, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness. They had circumcised them when they came out of Egypt, but no one had been for 40 years. There's a whole new generation that hadn't been circumcised. I feel like there's a whole generation that are just waiting on us old folk to no, to do everything, and they don't feel like, like, you know, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to give. I don't have to get involved. I'm too busy with my life. I, you know, the old people, let them run the church. Hello! We're getting old. How many know we need someone to step up? Come on, praise him, amen. And I'm willing to let you step up. I'm getting tired. This is, are y'all okay? <laughs> See, we got one all right back there. 
All the men of war who died in the wilderness on the way. <laughs> Some of us have died on the way. After they had come out of Egypt. Next verse. <clears throat> At, for all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. So let's, let's just get to it. We need, we need courage to be cut. Because before God gave them Jericho, before they go marching around the city, the flesh had to be removed. Yeah, yeah, the amens are dying now. It's like, you can't go forward in the flesh. You can only go forward in the spirit. There had to be a cutting away. Let, let me give you a word here. You can't go forward on yesterday's price. How many know there's, there's a lot of people, even in our church, they need a firsthand experience. They need the Holy Ghost in their lives. They need something change. Oh, come on now. They, 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 need, they can't live off our experience. They, they can't ride on our experience. They can't just follow our testimonies. They need a divine encounter with him, with him. Hallelujah. You can't get there on yesterday's price. In other words, what you, what you got here can't get you there. What you got now won't get you there. You need to be cut. Courage to be cut. Oh, my, 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 my. Now, number two, you, you need to be healed. Joshua 5, 8, 9, I won't read it, but it, it talks about after the circumcision, he let the men rest for three days. Yeah, I heard a lot of male voices there. A lot of, Amen. I'm going to let you in on something. Most preachers won't tell you this, but this journey is not easy. And to get to where you're going, it's going to take some tears. It's going to take some cuts. It's going to take some bruises. But aren't you glad that God gives you a space to heal? Before he sends us into war, after you've been through something, he'll let you heal. Let me give you something else. God can't heal what you won't reveal. Can I talk to you guys? I, I know your mama told you never complain and boys don't cry. But it's time, it's time to be honest about what you've been through. It's time to confide in someone. It's time to take some of that stuff to the throne room. Amen. Because God can't heal what you won't reveal. Oh, see, the amens just, just die down, just die down. You think the women would step up. Uh, wives, you might have to be courageous. Is it hot in here? It's getting hot in here. Number three, number three, I got to hurry. Number three, number three, number three. We need courage to be filled, Joshua 5, 10, 11, and 12. Again, I won't read it, but he said, listen, before we cross over, we're going to have a Passover. We're going to celebrate Passover. That's, in the New Testament, what is that? That's communion. 
Listen, we need to have courage to get filled up. Filled up with Jesus. Don't go to battle on an empty stomach. I think it was Napoleon who said, said armies march on their stomach. You got to feed them. You can't, you can't send starved men into a battle. You're going to lose. And we can't go forward if we're not full of Jesus. We can't go forward until we're full of the Holy Ghost. We can't go forward unless we're full of the Word of God. And listen, you can't get full unless you get himself. And I'll stop there. If you're full of all that, God, it's not that God doesn't want to fill you. He just has no place to fill. God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Let me give you an example real quick. Real quick, in the Lord's Prayer, right? And Jesus said, if you don't forgive, he won't forgive you. And a lot of people looked at that uh, like Jesus is up there like, well, if you won't forgive, I won't forgive you. No, you know what that is? If you don't forgive, you're full of that. And he can't fill you. That's all it is. When you forgive somebody, you empty yourself of all that vengeance. You empty all that anger. You, you empty all that regret. You, 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 you empty all that out of you. And now, gee, listen, we got to give Jesus capacity. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, that's, oh, that's so good. I'm going to bring the ushers back. That, you'll get it about 3 in the afternoon. We got to get full, courage to be full. No, 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 and by the way, when they, when they went into the, into the promised land, the manna ended. No more manna. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you something about your journey. You're going to get to a place where you're always dependent on God, but God teaches you how to do things. He says, listen, I've been handing you all these. Now you need to learn how to plant I gave you land, but you need to plant. Oh, that's too deep. That's too deep for y'all. I got to move on. Number four, finally, and lastly, we have to have courage to cross over. And they said after they were healed three days, right, they put the ark on their shoulder, right? They marched around Jericho. How many times? Seven times, seven days, once each day until the seventh day. And on the seventh day, they marched seven times. We need to have the courage. Listen, at some point, you just got to do it. Hello, Nike. (laughs) Just do it. Say it with me. Just do it. It's time to do it. It's time to have courage to cross over. Listen, you have to trust the battle plan. Because the battle plan will not make sense sometimes. And you're going to say things, I don't like that, and I don't, that won't work, and we did that 10 years ago. <laughs> you got to trust the battle plan. Whatever he says, we need to start doing it. I mean, honestly, we're going to war. If you're going to war, okay, y'all don't understand war. If you're going to play football, you don't send the band out. The other team comes out, and you send out the trombone. Come on! 
what? The band is going to get slaughtered. The strategy doesn't make sense. And yet, <laughs> and yet God said, send out the band. The, the warriors are sitting on the other side. <laughs> the warriors are sitting in their tents drinking tea. And the band is marching, waiting for the wall to fall. The band got to march into the city and take the spoils. I got a word for you. You know who's going to win this battle? The worshipers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say yeah. The worshipers are going to. But we got to trust. Listen, last word. You got to trust the battle plan. And listen, folks, we got we to do this together. There's something going on in the body of Christ. There is a spreading out. There's a scattering going on in the body of Christ. And it's trying to break into here. There's a scattering where people just do their own thing. People just want to wander. People want to do their, follow their vision. Amen. That's called, if there's two visions in this house, that's called division. Uh, that's, that's too deep for you. That's too deep. I'm not saying there's no room for your vision, but everyone's vision needs to come under the vision. That's called submission. I have a mission from God. Well, where's your submission? Oh, you're going to get quiet on me now. I'll stay there. A couple weeks ago, we did the Harvest Festival. I love it. This is from God. And we won't say who did it because we're not really sure. No one will claim it. But we had that huge barbecue thing where you put charcoal in. I mean, it was like four or five chairs long. Right? I think it belongs to you. Yeah. And it had that huge... And, and I walked up, and they had all the charcoal spread out over that whole thing trying to light them. <laughs> you can't start a charcoal fire by lighting them one brick at a time. You got to put them in a pile, pour oil on them. <laughs> And light the match. And let them burn till they're white hot. Then spread them out. And let them do their thing. It's called Sunday morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> and this is why we got to have a, listen, we need a new faithfulness to church attendance. Some things don't change, folks. You need to be in the house of God every chance you get. Why? Because this is where we pile you together, pour oil on you, strike a match till you're hot, and then spread you out over the city. You weren't called to just glow. I feel so good. <laughs> you were called to heat some chicken. 
some burgers and hot dogs. You're called to do something with that heat we put on you on Sunday morning. But when you only attend once a month, by the time you get back, you're a cold coal. And how many know it's hard to reheat cold coals? But every morning you say, come on, preacher, you can fire me up. And I keep reminding myself, it's all on him. It's all on him. We're, we're all spread out. You know what, you know what that is? We, we, there's a new thing going on in the body of Christ. We just give God the scraps. If I have any money left, I'll give God something. If I have any time left, I'll do something for God. If I'm not too tired from everything, from staying up late and watching the movie Saturday night, I'll, I'll come to church Sunday. I got gifts and talents that I use in the world, but if I, and if I have any time, maybe I'll use some of that for the Lord. Uh, I mean, I got to have three big screens and two cars, and, and I'm in debt, and I, I just can't afford it. That's because of your lifestyle in many cases. Amen? Stop giving God the last of the harvest when God expects the first fruits. You need to ask yourself, what can I do for God first? How much can I give God first? First, time, talent, treasure. What can... It's time to get out of the scrap ministry and give God the first fruits. Let me close with this. It's time. It's time. It's time to trust the strategy. It's not about individual opinions. It's about what thus saith the Lord. 